Cross the Streams podcast. Kip here. Uh, taping today is 9-23, September 23rd, Thursday. Uh, so hopefully everybody just finds you doing well. Uh, getting through the latest in the amazing, fantastic, and stressful, crazy world we live in. Uh, today's topic's kind of, you know, I maybe it's a parent corner. Maybe it's a healthy manhood rant combination. I'm calling it freedom from what was. Um, and I, I hope to explain that here as we go. But it's really some reflection I've been doing in the last week after conversations with my daughter uh, as she's been coming home from school and really some things she's experiencing. And I'm sure many of you with kids uh, out there are experiencing. And maybe this is specifically for parents of, of, of women, of girls. But I don't know. You know, I think when you listen to, to the story, it, it'll make more sense and you can be the judge of that. But, you know, I, I think it's, it's crazy to me, number one, like all of you out there, how fast time goes, right? So, you know, when this pandemic started, my wife and I uh, were talking about how our kids, like my, my oldest was 12, and now he's a freshman in high school and we're still in the pandemic. You know, my daughter was in elementary school as a 10-year-old, and now she's running the halls and in charge of middle school at age, at age 12. And, you know, our youngest is nine and in fourth grade already. It's, it's crazy how fast this stuff is gone. But so my daughter's back to, to full-time every day in school. They're wearing masks. Um, but already her experience riding the bus, and it's not her first time riding the bus. She's ridden bus bef- before uh, both our kids have. Actually, all three of our kids have because Xavier did as well. But it's what she's already been exposed to on this middle school only bus this year that's really, you know, I alternate between rage, disappointment, um, the stuff that she's been, it's, it's a toxic environment on her bus. And I'm not going to name names of stuff, but I'll, give, I'll set the scene for you um, and then dive into what's happening, my thoughts on it, and, and how us as parents um, can be contributing to, to the experiences of our kids in these settings and also be helpful places where they can find solutions for these experiences in these settings. So, you know, scene wise, she rides it to and from school. It's a middle school only bus and out here in Oregon, I know it's weird for Montanans that might be listening. I don't know if it's still this way in Montana, junior high, which is seventh and eighth grade, but in Oregon, it's middle school, which I think is more prevalent across the country, sixth, seventh and eighth grade. Uh, Mixed gender bus, there's no seating charts. They can sit where they want. Uh, so she's two to three weeks into the school year of bus to and from school. All her sports events are later at night, so she bring, rides the bus home as well. Um, but already she's come home often and, and let me know she's heard everything on this bus from, hey, look at this bitch's ass, to I like her tits, but her face isn't all that, to racial slurs, the N-word, um, other words, uh, did, uh, degrading degradation of Hispanics, of Chinese. Uh, she's heard retard, and that's retarded over and over. She's heard homophobic slurs, faggot, that's so gay, you're so gay, you're a fag, pussy, all these things. And it's been three weeks, okay? And now, as you heard me saying these things, uh, of what kids on the bus are saying already, if you just muttered to yourself, or even thought to yourself, Kip, that's what I heard on the bus when I was growing up, or something along the lines of, that's normal, she's got to get used to it, I'm going to implore you to full stop right there. Because, just because we as parents, when we were growing up, because terrible shit happened to us, because we experienced terrible shit, do we really feel that that's somehow required that that has to happen to our kids too? Don't we think, do we think everything that used to be, everything that was, means it how that's how it should have been because that's what happened for me i experienced similar things from 91 to 92 at castle rock see i want to challenge that 
that thought process. Because I think I, I existed in that too. Like that's just part of experience. That's what happened to me. So it's got to happen to my three or they're not getting the real experience. What if my ex experience was trash? And I'm just now coming to grips with, oh my God, some of those things that happened to me, why would I wish that upon my kid? Am I sure that every single awful thing I was exposed to has made me better? What if it was a detriment? What if some of those things, if they were removed, I'd be in a better place today? Um, so I'm just not on the, because it was happened to me, because it was then, because it was what it was then, it should be that way now. I'm not on that train. I believe in evolution of humanity. I believe we should be striving to be better than I was, than you were, than he is today, tomorrow. I believe maybe I was a shield um, that took on strife in my life to help like, find a way for my kids not to have to take on the same strife today. I'm aware, okay, everyone out there, all you quote-unquote realists, I'm aware I can't protect them and prevent everything happening to them. I get that. But where I draw the line is clearly different than not drawing any line at all, than just sitting back and just letting all the shit run downhill and immerse my kids in nonsense and, and horribleness. No, I, I, did, I don't want that to be me. I want to fight that belief in myself. And I want to encourage anybody else out there that if you are stuck in the rut of it, that's how it is, they have to experience it because I did, I want you to get out of that. Or maybe I want to embolden some of you that are similar mindset to me. And yeah, we can't make things better for our kids than they were for us. You know, I think I, I was lucky. My parents constantly told us they wanted us to be better than them and experience better than them. So why would I wish the ills of the world to be the exact same setting for my kids? Um, you know, I also believe I can't do corrective action for her all the time. I know that. I do think I need to equip her with how to confront this nonsense. I can give her some tools and it's up to hers to use it. Um, here is another example from, from the bus. It's COVID, right? We're in Delta, uh, the second wave. So there's a mask rule in effect in the schools on the bus, right? My daughter is uh, my daughter. She's Kip's daughter. She doesn't have a problem speaking her mind, and she doesn't suffer foolishness in silence. And I'm damn, damn proud of her for that. She's a stickler for rules, and she gets that from her mom, and very aware about the details and the threat Delta poses everyone, even kids. So after the first day of, of, of people on the bus, say, not wearing masks, uh, we talked and she had some, some one-liners that I, you know, I said, you could maybe use some of these or some version of this to verbalize to these kids on the bus that you don't think they should have their masks under their chin or their masks off. And the next day she came home and told me what she said. She didn't use my lines. She had better lines. Um, but she stood in her own power and she let these clowns on the bus know where she stood on all their words they were saying the images they were searching on their phone on Instagram of, of naked models and masks down below their chin. My daughter used her voice, stood in her power, and let them know. Um, very proud dad moment for me, okay? Very proud dad moment. Um, but it's also a smack in the face of what our kids are, are facing, being very similar to what I'm trying with my business teams of men and my character development program uh, to face. Because now it's happened, my daughter's 12 and she's experiencing these things that I'm trying to talk 21-year-old men out of doing. Namely, what I'm referring to and when she stands up in the moment and uses her voice to express what should be, uh, to stand up for what's right, um, all the boys on the bus, once again, I'm not gonna name names, but all the boys on the bus back each other up and wanna wade in the cesspool of toxicity and awful shit with each other. Um, and she's expressed this to me, what happens when she says these things. It's not just who she's targeting, it's the crew around him single her out with their vitriol. 
how they refuse to confront one another on the words they use and the actions they take, how they fear being expelled from the guys group, from the homies. So they either co-sign bullshit that each other are saying, or they silently sit there in complicity and allow each other to say nonsense and, and hurl insults and, and be toxic at all times. And what's really disdaining for me, which really is a slap in the face to me, is I see myself there. I see my 10-year-old self sitting there. I see my 16-year-old self sitting there. I see my 21-year-old self sitting there. Because I was in those groups of men in circles. Like I, I, I always have relished being on teams. I've always relished being us against them. But I also know that in those circles, I participated in this conf complicity um, and putting women down and anyone standing up to us, whether it be the woman of our, the target of our ire or a man that was brave enough in our circle to say, what are we doing? We should stop saying this. I cringe at the way we would attack that person to maintain some sort of false sanctity of our circle where it was fair game to say terribleness, where being in our circle allowed us to be the worst versions of ourselves and anybody trying to challenge us to step up was ostracized. And I remember as a, as a person, quote unquote, popular and a leader, driving those things home. And I'm ashamed uh, because I know what's happening to my daughter now as well. I know these circles of young men that are, I don't want to assign moral depravity to these boys, but I know they've already been socialized and they've already seen that to be a boy and to be friends with boys and to be in the circle of boys it oftentimes comes at the expense of any women in your orbit. So the things they say back to my daughter um, that luckily for me, she has thick skin, but I also think to myself, why should she have to do that? Why can't somebody in that circle of four to five young men stand up and say, she's right, leave her alone, we should be quiet. Instead, they co-sign each other. Um, and this is another pause moment for anybody out there, especially fathers. Um, if you're thinking to yourself, well, Kip, boys will be boys. Kip, you know what? They're just flirting with her. They like her. I want you to stop that bullshit. I want you to stop with that nonsense. Because that's an excuse. That's a slippery slope into the rape culture we perpetuate as men. It's not boys will be boys. Boys have emotional wherewithal. Boys are born with the ability to care. Boys are born with the ability to be more. And we perpetuate this false narrative onto ourselves. And we judge ourselves and police ourselves into these emotional stunted corners with no fluency. I want you to stop it. I want you to also stop your sons from telling them it's okay to flirt with a girl by demeaning her. I want you to stop telling your sons it's okay to be awful to a girl because you like her. And I also want you to tell your daughters to not have to put up with that bullshit. I don't want you to give um, complicit approval to some young man who's torturing your daughter with her words or some text he's sending her and tell her, well, he might like you. Bullshit. You don't want her to accept some unhealthy relationship down the line because you told her that's how men treat women. I want you to teach her that she's a queen and any man that doesn't, doesn't respect that can go to hell. And I, I'm in the same place, man. I know who I was at age 27 to 30. I know the thoughts I had, and I would have used those same things. But you know what? There's better out there. There's information out there. There's things to read and learn and listen to and people to follow that will help you combat these harmful ideas that you have in your head because that's what it was for you and allow you to create a better experience for yourself, your kids, and my daughter, if your kid happens to be on the bus as one of these kids. Um, I, you know, I, I, I'm saddened by what she has to go through. I'm emboldened by her own fortitude and her own willingness to take this up. But I also know that it's my job with the plat small platform I have to try to encourage other men and parents to raise better boys, to raise better people. So she and the next, her, her kids, my grandkids, don't have to. 
What if there was a world where you didn't have to suffer constantly to consider yourself growing? What if you could grow in safety? What if you could grow in comfort? I think that's possible. And if you don't see that as a vision, I'd wonder, I'm sorry for all the things that have happened to you. Because remember, hurt people hurt people. And that's what we're trying to get away from. And that's what I'm trying today. We can start with the bus. Let's start then, move it to our house, move it to the circles we move in. And maybe, maybe it'll be contagious and we'll wake up one day and we won't have to do, and we'll have some freedom from what was. Cross the streams. Content reminder. The opinions expressed on today's episode are those of the hosts and guests alone and should not be viewed as reflective of the opinions of the institutions or employers of the hosts and guests.